Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People living by Rotary's motto of service above self. And Jonah, today our special guest is Lenny Nathan, who is the president, founder, chief cook, and bottle washer of HealthSave. And he's going to teach us right on the air today how we, meaning you, listening audience, can save a life. What a great idea. Good morning, Lenny Nathan. Isn't that great? Good morning. Actually, we can do that. I've had fun last summer with the new baseball team in Rockland, the Boulders, where they gave me 90 seconds. And 90 seconds on the field, I would teach 7,000 people very quickly what to do. Oh, you can take your time. We'll do that today. You can't take your time. We've got a whole half hour. (laughs) And you left out the part that Lenny Nathan uh, is a... is a terrific he friend of ours. He's a sponsor of Radio Rotary. A sponsor of this show. And very yes, involved with Rotary, aren't and you, Lenny? I am. I'm with the Congress Valley Cottage He's Club a Rotarian. in Rockland. And uh, I love it. I love the work we do. And they're also a sponsor of the show, Lenny's Club, by the way. Right. All right. We've plugged everybody. We've run the cash register. Let's find out all about HealthSave, which is S-A-B, no E. No E. We right. leave that E off oh, for, for emergencies. Emergencies.com. Tell, tell us, Lenny Nathan, <laughs> how'd you start at HealthSave? Well, it, it came about um, after a 30-year career in television. I decided I wanted to just take my time and give something back to the community, and I became a volunteer in many aspects of uh, the community, which led me to the local ambulance corps. And after I became an EMT, I became the trainer there, and I was kind of dissatisfied with how I saw training going on and the lack of accessibility. So the concept of HealthSafe derived from needing, wanting to solve both of those problems that I identified. So we offer classes that anyone can go onto our website, healthsafe.com, and register and come in on the day that they choose. And we do the classes six days a week, uh, many classes a day, so there are a lot of options. And it's something that we've developed a a method of teaching American Heart Association CPR in a way that offers people a lot more information than they normally get in other courses so that they really understand what this is all about. You know, before we get into uh, how you're going to teach everybody CPR over the radio this morning, um, let's talk a little bit about that background. You said you did 30 years in television. You were behind the scenes. You weren't on air. I was behind the scenes. And you worked for who? I was with ABC Sports for the last 25 years of those 30. And okay, so you worked with the him, legend, Howard Cosell. Howard Nobody can Cosell. ever talk you, Howard's name without starting to talk like this. You're dying to know all about it. I am. I, <laughs> I, you know, Howard Cosell was the kind of guy, either loved him and hate him, I loved him. I thought he was one of the great, great intellects on the air. And not only did he do sports, he had a, a weekly radio show on Sundays called Speaking of Everything. And he had people from politics, science, and the man was a brilliant interviewer. So how'd you get involved in TV sports? He, he was an amazing guy and very, very, very misunderstood. I got involved. I mean, I'd always been a sports fan, but it wasn't really by choice. Um, I had an interview at ABC for a, a job as a production manager. Well, in the days that I got hired, they divided the production manager group into sports, entertainment, and news. They hired me, and I just 
got my luck got, into- assi- got assigned to the sports area. And that was a dream come true for me, having grown up uh, as an ABC sports fan. Now, in radio, of course, our producer, Betty Renner, does everything. She books the, books the guests. She ties us to our chairs. <laughs> she, she, she brings us coffee. She resuscitates she does everything. people. What, she what knows a- CPR. She has to resuscitate a guest every <laughs> yeah. now and again, too. What, is, what does a production manager do in TV? Well, we, we handle all what we call in that business the below-the-line activities. That's uh, from a budgetary standpoint. Uh, I would cover remote broadcasts around the country. Uh, we would set up hotels, airfares, car rentals, um, facilities at the stadiums or venues that we would go to, whether it involved construction, liaisoning with the facilities, uh, managers there themselves, just organizing every element and having things prepared so that when we came in to do the production, there were no delays because there isn't a lot of time people have live events. And people have no idea how much preparation and planning like that goes on because the audience sees the end result. They see the broadcast. They don't know all the logistics and the detailing that it now, takes to get all, there. All you have to do is look at the credits at the end of any TV show or movie and realize that the hundreds of people involved all have important parts. Even here on radio, we've got uh, the well, fabulous Betty Renner and Jay We Rosie have 18 people on the team have, to do yeah, this show. Have, this, this show <laughs> it's this it's a lot more than people realize. It they is think a lot you plug more. in and boom, it's there. Right. So exactly. let's, let's jump ahead after your distinguished career in television sports uh, with the American Broadcasting Company. You started HealthSafe to... Uh, Save lives. Uh, well, from to your, save lives and yeah. bring this this important skill more to into the public focus. Um, we know that, and and there's a lot of misunderstanding about this, but uh, people often relate this to heart attacks, and we teach heart attacks in first aid. Mm-hmm. Heart attacks, honestly, don't often kill people. Yeah. So what we're concerned with is it is the biggest killer that's out there called cardiac arrest. And sudden cardiac arrest. Well, what's arrest, the difference? Yeah, I always thought that the was difference. the same thing. It's good Not point. even close. No. Ah. A heart attack is when a person has a blocked artery that prevents blood from getting through, causing tissue damage in the heart. The danger of the heart attack is that heart cells don't regenerate, so the damage is permanent. But most of the time when a person has a heart attack, they're fine after they get treatment. It's when they have subsequent heart attacks and more and more and more of the heart muscle would begin to die that they could run into potential death. But cardiac arrest is very different and completely unrelated to a heart attack. Cardiac arrest is an electrical problem with the heart. Our hearts run on electricity. When that electrical pulse gets offset, and that can be caused by dozens and dozens and dozens of potential factors, that person's heart stops pumping blood. And the moment that that happens, they have about four minutes until they're brain dead. Unless somebody performs CPR in those early minutes, keeping the blood and therefore oxygen in the blood flowing and keeping the brain perfused, that person will die in four minutes. In four minutes. I was going to say, say that again. It's very, it's what people don't understand about it. Because when someone collapses in the United States, the survival rate from cardiac arrest is a dreadful, well, it's below 8%, actually. Well, Rotarian Lenny Nathan, president and founder of HealthSafe, um, what does CPR mean? What do those initials mean? Well, it's cardio pulmonary resuscitation. So it's the heart and the breathing. And the breathing, with the focus more and more and more on on the perfusion, the heart, the cardio aspect, keeping blood pumping. 
in the United States, I was saying that you have 8% roughly people survive. Eight out of 100, that's dreadful. But we look at some communities like in Atlanta, and, and the big one is really mm-hmm. Seattle, Washington. Their survival rate's over 50%. Why is that? Well, Seattle starts its 30th year now where it's been mandatory in schools. Teaching to graduate, CPR, you mean? To graduate from high you, school, you, you need to have completed a CPR? Every single person in Seattle learns what CPR. What a fabulous idea. Oh, there are more great. defibrillators okay. per capita. They have a pride in, in how they've managed to publicly save lives because when a person does collapse, when we get there with the ambulance, unless somebody has been doing CPR, if they were unconscious and not breathing, they're they're goner. They're gone when we get there. So we need people in the public sector to recognize the value and need. So is for there that. legislation, a movement in other areas? Because this is this is obviously a decision that the the state political that was put in place politically by the state, the legislation. Well, it's interesting. So are there last, other movements? Last year, Iowa became the first state in the country to pass legislation mandating CPR in schools. Uh, a bit, little over a month ago, Vermont became the second state in the country. Tennessee is getting close. And here in New York, we also have a measure, which I'm very involved in. Um, it's our CPR education bill. And uh, we introduced it last year into Albany. In May, the Education Committee did pass the bill, but it has been sitting dormant. And I'm hoping today we can talk a little and get viewers All right, well, let's, let's talk a way about that to how the they ne- get involved. The next segment would be a good time to right. pick and that you know up. What? Not only that, Lenny Nathan, uh, Rotarian and Chief Executive Officer of HealthSafe, I'd like to talk a little bit about the history of CPR and how it's evolved. But first, first. let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and around the world by podcast and on iTunes at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the heartthrob, Sarah O'Connell, and our very special guest, Rotarian Lenny Nathan, president and founder of HealthSafe. And in the second half of the show, we're going to teach you folks at home how to do CPR. Sarah, who keeps Radio Rotary alive with their sponsorship? Well, this week, Radio Rotary is on the air through the sponsorship of Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington Poughkeepsie, Congress Valley Cottage, Fishkill Highland Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Middletown, and Millbrook. And of course, our good friend Lenny Nathan and his company, HealthSave. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They have helped people grow food in communities around the world. They've taught millions of people to read. They've brought clean water to villages, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But here's the thing. Each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary membership at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org.
Do you have treasured home movies, videotapes, slides, or other old photos sitting in a box? Don't let your valuable family memories turn to dust. Preserve those family treasures on DVD by contacting experts at Multimedia Service Center, converting old technology into new since 1999. Learn more by visiting MultimediaServiceCenter.com. That's MultimediaServiceCenter.com. On Sunday, May 6th, the American Heart Association will hold its annual Tri-County Heart Walk at beautiful Lake Welch at Bear Mountain State Park from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. The AHA is the largest voluntary health organization working to treat and defeat cardiovascular disease and stroke, which represent the number one in four killers in the United States and claim more than 813,000 lives annually. Please help support the walk and send donations made out to the American Heart Association to HealthSave, 7 Elmwood Drive, New City, New York, 10956. HealthSave is an American Heart Association training center and a participant in the Tri-County Heart Walk. Juddelson Giordano and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser, and today we're speaking to our good friend, fellow Rotarian, Lenny Nathan, who is the president and founder of HealthSave, who's also, by the way, a sponsor of Radio Rotary. And we are talking today about CPR, training, legislation, how you can learn to save a life. And, um, and we're in the last a, segment... We're going to have a life-saving CPR lesson on, right on the air in this segment. So pay attention, folks. So pay attention. Um, in the last segment, we were talking about the difference between a heart attack and cardiac arrest. And the question came up during the break is, what are what's the difference in the symptoms? How can you recognize one from the other, Lenny? Well, it's, it's actually pretty simple. And it's something that most people, even in the medical field, could fuse. Most people who have heart attacks, and any of the listeners there, if they know anyone who had a heart attack, they're probably going to realize that that person lived. Heart attacks don't often kill people. A heart attack is caused by the blockage of an artery in the heart, preventing blood and therefore also oxygen from getting to that portion of the heart. The heart suffers tissue damage, and it's that damage that will then give the person pain, arm pain, chest pain, jaw pain, wherever they're feeling it in the upper body. It's coming from death of tissue. But that person, as long as we get them to a hospital, a surgeon will determine the best way to get the blood and oxygen back to that part of the heart. And when that takes place in a relatively normal period of time, that person lives a normal life. Heart attacks mostly do not kill people, specifically the initial heart attack. If people have subsequent heart attacks because heart cells, when they get damaged, that damage is permanent. They don't regenerate the cells. 
it adds more damage. When more, more, more of the heart dies, that's where the potential for death can occur. But cardiac arrest, unlike the heart attack, which is an artery problem, cardiac arrest is an electrical problem. Our hearts run on electricity. And when our electrical pulse gets offset, the heart stops pumping and goes into a spasming action. That person will be brain dead in approximately four minutes. And we mentioned that in the last segment, and that's an astoundingly short period of time. You know, I wanted to bring up this whole thing because to segue also into uh, the, uh, the upcoming legislation or proposal uh, proposed legislation um, in a couple of months. But the, just this morning on the news, I don't know if anybody caught it on the Today Show, um, they had two young boys, they were in middle school, that two days ago, or yesterday even, they saved the life of, they were on the school bus. Did you guys catch the story? They were on the bus, and the uh, bus driver had, I don't know if it was cardiac arrest or a heart attack, um, but he basically lost control and was not conscious. And two 12-year-old boys, because they knew CPR, um, one grabbed control of the bus before it ran in and ran a bunch Mm -hmm. of other people over and ran into another public building and the other boy performed CPR. Well, you know, it's 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 fascinating and it's great that these kids took quick action. It's really simple. When a person is unconscious and not breathing, and that's very easy to determine. If a person has collapsed, whether you see it or not, make sure it's safe before you approach, but then you're going to tap their shoulders and chest area very quickly tapping them and asking, "Are you okay?" If there's no movement or response of any sort, just look at their chest for about five seconds to see if you see any movement to determine breathing. Meaning if they're breathing or not. And if they are then, if you've made the determination that quickly that they're unconscious and not breathing, send someone to call 911, send someone to try to find an AED, an automated external defibrillator, and immediately remove the shirt and begin CPR, the chest compression. Lenny, now it was almost the time to teach our audience at home the CPR. We just did. All right. He well, just but did. We, 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 we'll stress it. But then. But let's talk about one of those initials you talked about, the sure. AED. Right. Now, everyone sees on the doctor's show, you know, the, 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 the victim zapper, goes yeah. flatline, and they go, bring me the pads, and they put the pads on, and they go, and they yell out, clear, and they go, this AED is a much more quiet calm device and as well, you say it, it's foolproof tell you, us about you that. really do want to have that clear message because there's involuntary muscle movement when a person receives that electrical jolt so you don't want anybody nearby or touching because that right. person making contact with that victim would then also get the shock so that's why we do yell clear mm-hmm. but the aed is a very simple device i have shown six-year-olds how to use it all you have to know is one thing. Press the on button. Once you've turned the machine on, it talks to you and tells you what to do. You can't shock someone by accident. The machine is a computer which analyzes the heart, and when it finds that electrical rhythm out of whack, it will tell you to push the button. Can you hurt somebody further? No. By using, over, it in, by using this incorrectly? You can't or? use it incorrectly is what okay. I'm telling you. That's yeah. the point it's we impo- want to make. It is yeah. impossible because it tells it talks to you. All you do is turn it on. You place the pads on. The pads have pictures that show you where they belong. And then the computer does the rest. There's nothing you can do wrong. 
from that point. Nothing. I know it that, is uh, that simple. I know when I've taken CPR courses that uh, some people have said, "Well, gee, I'm, a, I'm afraid I'll hurt them." Well, if you do nothing, you're dead. So, well, that's give the thing. It a shot. If a person needs CPR. It means that they are already dead. Right. That's what resuscitation is. Right. We're so you, trying you to. You can't hide or moist, even you if you don't can't do it make it worse. All you, all a person can do is get in there and try. The American Heart Association has two really brilliant statements uh, that they came out with the new 2010 guidelines. One is it's better to push too hard than not hard enough. And injuries a lot better than death. Right. And injuries are very unlikely. The other statement that they make is it's better to begin CPR for someone who may not, not have needed. needed it than to delay it for someone who does need it. And the most important thing, of course, is get somebody to call 911 so the you pros need, are on the way while you're doing them you're on the way. So that's critical. Now, Lenny Nathan, you mentioned the, you know, the, the current standards that come out. I've taken CPR training as a scout leader for the past 25 years, and it seems, seems to always be changing. You do rescue breaths, you don't do rescue breaths. You pump, you, you, you pump up 15 times, you pump up 12 times, you pump up 10 times. Um, now, folks at home, this is the time to listen because you're getting your lesson. Let's take it step by step. Let's pretend we've got somebody lying on the floor here in the Hudson Valley Talk Radio studio, and we're going to see what happens. Well, let me, let me, quickly, yeah, let me quickly respond to the changes. There is an international organization called ILCOR that will review the science of resuscitation in every five years, and that organization is led by the AHA, that organization will make recommendations to changes needed for CPR. What you would do, if you see someone collapse or find them collapsed, don't do anything if it's not safe for you. That's always your number one priority. Don't let yourself become a victim. If it's safe, you need to go over to that person, kneel next to them, and tap them on the shoulder chest area, shouting at them, are you okay? If you see absolutely no response, we then check for breathing. You're going to scan the chest and stomach area to see if you see any movement for about five seconds. If they're, if they're not breathing, you tell someone to call 911 immediately. Then you're going to take both hands, put one on top of the other, place them in the center of the chest. We call it the nipple line. And you're going to press. Meaning an imaginary line between the two nipples. Imaginary line, dead center. You're going to press at least two inches. That's a lot. So you're going to compress that breastbone two inches at a speed of 100 per minute. A way we teach people to do that is listen to the song, Staying Alive. And when you, if you <laughs> sing that song in your head, ha, 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 staying alive, staying alive, that's 100 per minute. And that's how fast you're going to push at least two inches, letting the chest come back up to its normal position after each push. And that's how you're going to pump the blood through that person's body so that instead of being brain dead in four minutes, we're buying time until that emergency help gets there. Now, I've got a legitimate question, and I'm not going to ha- I'm gonna stay away from Sarah so she doesn't slap me. If you're doing this on a female, there's going to be a foundation undergarment, a brassiere. Well, I was taught that that gets in the way. You've got to move it. All right? And then when she gets revived, she'll slap you in the face. But you've got to move it. Would you agree with that? 
Slap, it's, 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 it's okay if she slaps you in the face. Right. That means she's alive. Right, but I'm saying you do have to move that out of the way, or at least get you your do. Head underneath you it. have to bear the chest completely. Uh, it's it's necessary for two things. We need to have a visualization for the hand position, and we want nothing encumbering the the placement of the pads when the AED gets there. So any delay in removing clothing, that's before we begin the process of CPR and we quickly get everything off. We don't want that delay to happen after we've begun the process. And you follow the steps with the uh, automatic uh, external defibrillator? You do 30 compressions with two breaths if you've been trained how to give breaths properly. If not, just continue the chest compressions because the most important part of CPR is the circulation of blood, and that's what the compressions will accomplish. Uh, You keep that going until an AED arrives. The AED, once you turn that machine on, it will talk you through everything you need to do. Okay, so very quickly, because we have zero time left, there is legislation that's proposed in Albany. You have like two sentences, Lenny. That's it. We got it. because We have a website. (laughs) Supportcprinschools.org. Very important. If listeners can go to that website, sign on to it. It'll send a letter to your politicians by your zip code. Send that email address out to your friends. Give it again. Supportcprinschools.org. And Lenny Nathan, if people want HealthSafe to come to their schools or place of business to teach CPR, you can be reached where? We can be reached at 914-643-3663 or at our website, www.healthsave.com. And that's HealthSafe without the E because... S-A-V, no E dot com. <laughs> for emergencies. Because emergency. we leave that E off for emergencies. So, Terry and Lenny Nathan, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. And thank you Good for everything you you're again. doing to save people's lives. You're a great thank guy. Thank you, Lenny. And who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? This week, Jonah, Radio Rotary has been brought to us by Rotary International, Rotary District Center, and the Rotary Clubs of Newburgh, New City, New Paltz, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, Southern Ulster, and HealthSave. That's HealthSave, S-A-V, no E dot com. Thank you, Lenny. Thanks. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasa. Thank you for tuning in and inviting you to join us every Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V dot com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. It's Apple Blossom time in Red Hook. Red Hook Rotary invites you to their annual Apple Blossom Festival. Saturday, May 12th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Food, fun, and entertainment, and all that at no admission charge. And there's plenty of free parking, too. That's Red Hook's Rotary's annual Apple Blossom Festival. Saturday, May 12th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the heart of Red Hook. 